0: Welcome to the Televerse,
1: Streaming in
0: Place, Lucifer. Hello everybody and welcome to week nine of Streaming in Place, woo! (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about Lucifer, season three, episode eight, Chloe does Lucifer. And yes, there is Trixie content and yes, we will get to it. But we must, we absolutely must begin our discussion today. Uh, as LaToya would want, and as is only right, which is with terrible undercover Chloe. Oh, dear Lord. I I always appreciate undercover Chloe, but undercover Chloe we get here is particularly entertaining, and I can't help but immediately go to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend anytime any show does this, and this show did it. So... When, when she puts the earbud into the drink, I just immediately think of the sound
1: guys. Those are expensive. <laughs> that might cost $300. Yeah. 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 That's a good. That's good. That's police property. She destroyed police property. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> uh, what a rebel. Yeah. Maybe, maybe mommy's going to pay for it because, you know, Chloe can't afford to be paying for that kind of stuff on
1: a cop salary.
0: So uh, did you guys enjoy undercover Chloe as
1: much as I did? I'm going to let Noel go first. Oh, I enjoyed
2: undercover Chloe. Yes. That is the answer to that question. It's always, it's always delightful. It's always just very silly. And I sort of appreciate the fact that she is bad at it because it's one of those things of like television procedurals, whenever they have to go undercover, but they're not specially trained to go undercover, they're somehow still pretty good at it. It's like, no, that's, that's not a, that you get training for this sort of thing, especially if you're like doing a longer operation. But um, it, for like, I just kind of like that she's bad at it. I think it's I think it's kind of endearing. I think it's kind of sweet. But then she realizes she can just be herself and she can get by among all these super hot people. That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. Because yeah. the rest of this episode's kind of bad. <laughs>
1: um uh I'm I'm gonna here's what I'll say before I talk about undercover Chloe. Uh I'm looking forward to talking about Dr. Linda. Um yeah. there we go. Um I, you know. I'm sort of of two minds about undercover Chloe this week, uh, which on the one hand, yes, it's very funny. It's nice to see Lauren German get to be funny. Watching her rub that olive all over her face was a delight. <laughs> um, the the little moral they bake in is pretty sweet. Um, I'm willing to overlook the fact that her big part of her backstory is that she took decades of acting classes um, but somehow doesn't know how to be like hi like what no I know how to do that and I was bad at acting like I know how to be like hello hi Prosecco please I know how to do that anyway I also enjoy it's more interesting that she's bad at it I'm totally willing to let that slide um, I just, I guess I'm starting to get frustrated with the characters conveniently becoming idiots because it's going to be funnier, which is happening a lot this season. Um, So I got a little bit, despite my enjoyment of it, which was considerable, I got a little grumpy about it at times. Uh, Also, Prosecco's delicious. Those <laughs> are my is. thoughts.
0: Um, See, here's the thing. I hear what you're saying. And I have no trouble believing that Chloe Decker had, like... At least a decade of acting classes, and still never became a good actor. Uh, and the, her her starring role in Hot Tub Time what was that Hot Tub High School.
1: I I always want to say Hot Tub Time Machine too. Yeah. I have a really hard time not saying Hot Tub Time Machine.
0: Yeah, her 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 feature role in Hot Tub uh, High School as like that might be her will hopefully be her big break. Does not encourage me that she was particularly. ...suited to acting or good at it, just that, like, you know, she's in a showbiz family through her mom. And it also, uh, I I don't know, so I have no trouble with that. Also, the other thing is I feel like she's actually not terrible at undercover. She's only ever bad at undercover when she tries to do undercover the way that other people are telling her to do, as opposed to following her own instincts. And when she follows her instincts... She does fine, like the the te- the tequila party, right, where she just goes nerds out and is the fangirl
1: about Chet's and music and remembers all those lyrics, yeah, yeah,
0: and like and here yeah. when she just actually is like a normal person, she gets helpful information. So what
2: you're saying, she's got to pull from those sense memories, really dig into the method of being this person.
0: Um, she needs to to not try to be Lucinda. As much as I enjoy that as a I think that's a good choice for a name. I enjoyed the um the the doll role play practice, uh, which yeah. was very fun. I enjoyed a lot of stuff with that. Um, but as as uh, Keenan says, I you know Keenan says I'd have more fun watching Chloe pull a Sydney Bristow and nail an undercover assignment. And I yeah, for yeah, real. I think that that is absolutely the case. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry. Every time I think about alias, I want to sing the theme song. Sorry. It's, it's a, a very, good theme. It's a very good theme by Mr. JJ Abrams. Um,
0: Scotty says, uh, is it more interesting that she's bad at it? I was dying for her to be the one to prove to Lucy that people can put on an act and be what he thinks, uh, what he thinks of as fun. And I, I, yeah, that would be more, that would probably be more interesting at this point because we've seen her not be great uh, at this stuff a couple times. times. Um, and Marcus says, so that means she, sh- she would be bad at acting and taking director notes fair enough uh keenan says the alice theme song it, theme song is surprisingly a hard theme to sing though i definitely would sing along every single time i watched it so yeah i yeah. i would never have you mean yeah Keenan says i stay corrected
1: there we are well, well done Elsa. i mean i've had a lot of practice yeah yeah, it's a lot of practice.
0: <laughs> it's one of those so. those theme songs that I just like. I'm not gonna skip. I'm just gonna like jam out to it a little bit. Um, yep. Anyways, <laughs> this is not Alias talk. As, as fun as that would be for a while. Um, but the the main core issue I have, and we are gonna get to Doctor Linda too. We will get to, to, to get to Doctor Linda because there's a big old subplot for her here. The big core issue I have with this episode is that it doesn't make any
1: goddamn sense
0: for Lucifer
1: <laughs> because. I'm so glad. I was so worried that I was going to be the cheese stands alone on this one. Woo. Okay. Yeah. No, No, he's been around
0: for like ever. And he's met so many people. He should have absolutely no interest in fake ass people. And he should have met so many billions, millions, billions of them that he should be able to spot them from a mile away. So this notion that he can't see through any of this is absurd doesn't make any sense and they just did it cuz they thought it would be f- funny um when it doesn't it doesn't make any
1: it doesn't make any sense yeah. at all no way would he think that that woman doesn't work out no way would he think that one. Yeah. Two, there is no universe in which Lucifer Morningstar can't spot green-screened photos, mm-hmm. like, or not even green screen. It's a flat background. There is no universe in which he's like, oh, that's a nice tapestry. You didn't really go Come to on. Barbados? I mean. <laughs> Why are people getting so conveniently stupid for for yucks all the time? I don't understand it. And of all, I mean, it's one thing when they're doing it with Chloe or with Ella or any of the women, because, you know, I'm used to that kind of belief shit but but why make lucifer stupid all of a sudden just it doesn't you are correct i'm sorry apparently i'm ranting again today it does not make any sense at all how do you feel about this no <laughs> it,
2: it doesn't make any sense this is not a i'm on marcus pierce side of things here no this episode doesn't make any sense um and i think like the problem with the episode is exactly what allison has enumerated but it is also the fact that they want it to be a thematic through line of everyone's questioning their identity and what they're good at and who they are. And this is a through line throughout the season so far. This is a bad example of that. <laughs> um, from everything that Allison already laid out about Lucifer, from just going like, why, why would he buy into this? And it's that kind of hyper compensation that he's been doing all season of wanting to get back to himself and then like the mundanity the banal existence of playing monopoly with an eight-year-old and her mom just has wrecked havoc on my brain i have a unicorn on my face and suddenly i'm not the handsome devil i used to be and it's like no you 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 are you're just changing you're evolving you've been changing and evolving for two seasons now you're just in a weird space because of all the Sinner Man stuff that, again, doesn't mean anything yet. And it's just really frustrating to watch the show try and find a different facet for this identity crisis kind of thing and do it very, very poorly. And not and do it in a way that just doesn't make sense for anyone with the glaring exception of Linda and Amenadiel whose complementary plots work really really well together here but for lucifer it's just a bunch of silly nonsense that doesn't work at all see
0: i they they're trying to sell well what i assume they're trying to sell is that he's scared by his feels and so he's yes. acting out and responding against and all that stuff which i get but the everything with <laughs> everything with the meta deal, he's just being such a dick in the, through that whole scene with lucifer um and i was trying to decide if i thought that was out of character but I guess it's not because he's been a dick to Lucifer before, so I guess it's not out of character. It doesn't really feel, you know, like part, particularly in character either. I don't know. How did you guys feel about that?
1: I didn't think he was being a dick at all.
2: Yeah, and even if he is sort of being a dick, it also just feels like Amedeo is just like maybe if I push poke, keep poking the bear more, God will love me, and that's my task. Mm. So I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep hitting that button
1: for my tasks. that's interesting I hadn't thought about it from that perspective my my take on it was like who's square now bitch yeah no that's like come on you want to let's play sorry you want a granola (laughs) bar let's go for a walk I like drinking orange juice let's do this brothers being boring together um and and there's a certain smugness to that but he's not wrong you know and i also think that uh, and maybe this is just the performance and not so much in the writing because the energy that i got from db woodside in that scene was like uh like uh when one of your girlfriends finds out that you've got a crush on somebody and they're really delighted about it so they don't stop teasing you sure. like that but for general contentment right <laughs> where, where amenadeel is like Oh, you played Monopoly, huh? Mm. You like being basic? That's so sweet. And I really enjoyed it. That's a I that's a scene I liked a lot in this episode. I, I
0: we have completely opposite takes on that scene, then. That is I surprising to me. Uh because for me, he's mocking him. He's like he's it's it's deserved. Sure. You know, after all the time that Lucifer's mocked him, but he knows how vulnerable Lucifer is, you know, in that moment, how significant a thing that is for him actually and so to poke him right where he's most vulnerable is a dick move i think so i i also when you were saying i feel like it's you know then you give the example i'm like yeah that would be being a dick <laughs> so I, I don't know but it, but it seems to come from like a joyful place oh i didn't get any joy at all i just got mockery <laughs>
1: I I very much enjoy it. Amenadiel seemed very, like, maybe he just went on the road with Dave Matthews' band for a couple <laughs> weeks. He seemed very contented, like, really in a good spot. Um, I enjoyed it very See, much. But does,
0: he has to know that him saying that kind of stuff is just going to push Lucifer to not do that and to disengage from it and shut that down, right?
1: I don't know. I mean reverse it hasn't psychology doesn't worked so far. always work
2: on lucifer so <laughs>
1: well and he keeps being like here's my quickie wedding and then he's still back playing monopoly right like he keeps saying that it's not what he wants and then returning to it which i think is what makes it sort of fun and interesting to me okay i don't know i don't know how i wound up defending this episode <laughs> when i did not care for it but i like that scene
0: marcus's brothers can be dicks and le- yeah i've got two of them yeah that that definitely tracked. um the uh the other thing is i didn't get a sense that they're hanging out doing domestic things very often i got the sense that this was a rarity rather than what what's starting to become a new norm so Mm. maybe that we have a different that's that's
2: a larger issue of like wait how long have you been going over for monopoly and board games
0: yeah yeah that was
1: really unclear
0: yeah well and also the um I mean I thought I mean some of the threading through the episode was worked well and the like the shoe at the end was sweet and the different things but um the I thought he was Lucifer was way too much of a dick to Chloe <laughs> throughout the episode as well. Oh yeah. Yeah mm-hmm. and it, that also felt like it was out of character. Um and that she it was also out of character for her to not stand up for herself a little bit or just be like hey cut it out. Um. So, just there's a lot that felt off about that part of the episode. So, yeah. Um. Okay. Let's talk about a part of the episode that we like more, which is the stuff with Amenadiel and Doctor Linda. We, we lo- wait, wait. Before I forget, Trixie content. I love how into messing with Lucifer uh, Trixie is. I also love how like. Oh, <laughs> mom's going to have to try to be undercover. I'm going to watch this. Like, she needs to go get Mace's popcorn. <laughs> and I just super enjoyed that little, like, those little moments that we got.
2: I, I really appreciate her, like, even before the game starts, ex- trying to extort money out of Lucifer to be the game piece he wants to be. Like, that's just top tier Monopoly play right there.
0: Um, Marcus wants to know, what is everyone's go-to Monopoly piece? Uh, go ahead um i've got my
2: um
0: well i have the new edition that has a penguin
2: in it so that's the one i play <laughs> because i love penguins um but in like old school monopoly i typically went with the shot glass slash thimble
1: thimble
0: yeah i like the thimble i usually would go with the ship marcus says i usually go ship uh how about how about you allison
1: well i hate monopoly but when I have played when I played as a kid, I loved the top hat, which now has new meaning for me, I guess. I, <laughs> I like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. So I liked the top hat.
0: There you go. <laughs> he says, I haven't played in 20 plus years, but I think I went thimble. Yeah, I would do thimble sometimes, too. Yeah. Definitely. I always be like, uh, none of these? Um, the ship, okay, that because it because it moved. Because I'm the person who also, when you play cards against humanity, is like, well, which one of these cards fits the grammatic structure of the sentence? <laughs> and then uh, from the ones that fit the grammatic structure, we can choose, right? I'm, I'm that so you know, Scotty says, is there a dog? I think I picked the dog because you know, Scotty, there Addy. is a dog, Scotty.
1: Yeah. Uh, before we move on to Amenity and Dr. Linda, can we talk about how Lucifer? throws pretend parties at his house to deter burglars when he's not home yeah i buy it (laughs) because i because i love that because i do i put on wgn when we leave the house so that a just because then there's noise for the cat but also because you know i live in a city and theft is a problem and so we just have noise on when i remember to do it um i love that lucifer's version is (laughs) that he would be like um, hey Siri, play um, Party Bumpin' Playlist and go to my light presets. And then it would just be like, nz, 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 for like three hours while he's just running an errand. I love that. <laughs> Marcus says, Oh my th- God, my Siri just talked. Sorry. <laughs> Whoops.
0: Oops. Marcus says, I think a lock would greatly help him. Yeah.
2: yeah. There's no security to his penthouse, which is
0: weird. Also, there's no yeah. neighbors. They're the only door is an elevator that gets to his place, right? So yeah. who is he deterring? I guess his downstairs neighbors?
1: Cat burglars? Cat-
0: yeah, I guess. I don't know. People who repel up idea. the side
1: of the building? Yes, Spider Man. <laughs> Yeah, I just like that he that he said it worked for that Home Alone kid. That made <laughs> me chuckle because then I was picturing Lucifer pulling cardboard cutouts, yeah, the strings, and, and rocking on you know, the Christmas tree. Absolutely, keep the change, you filthy animal, all that stuff. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's talk about Dr. Linda, um, and and her like existential crisis slash freakout that she's having in this episode, and how it is overdue but appreciated.
1: You know, not everything in those scenes super duper worked for me. Some of it felt just a little bit. Rush, But it was so nice to see her have a reasonable reaction to everything that's going on with her again, that I really appreciated it. I also like, um, I I guess I just love Dr. Linda and Amenadiel scenes. Um, Whether or not we're supposed to be shipping them is a question that I have for y'all. But... I I just like the two of them together and I like the different tenor of their conversations. Um, I also enjoyed her scene with Lucifer in this episode and the turn that that took um, and the fact that they didn't ignore the previous episode, which is as Latoya promised us. Um, But mostly I just think it was a terrific acting showcase for both of them. Really, really well done. And um, Marcus says, I think some of the cinematography on the beach was really well done. And I agree. It was lovely to look at.
0: Yeah, I like when they shoot on location and take advantage of that. That That's pretty nice. Um, Noel, what did you think?
2: No, I think it is really, really good. Um, I do think that the show kind of nudges us into a, hey, yell at the TV screen, kiss, real loud a couple of times. Um, yeah. they, they're just kind of actively trying to encourage you just And I did.
1: Bit. Yeah, I no, did. I did too. I did too. <laughs> I think it's
2: really good. And I think that one of the reasons it works as well as it does here is that it's really kind of quiet type stuff considering how loud the rest of the episode is with the whole dating app and Lucifer shouting a lot. And then the broadness of the comedy with um, Ella and Charlotte um, that's happening over, on the, over in the precinct for reasons to solve the plot. Um, so I think all of that is really nice. But again, like going back to like a th- theological concern of like, what's going to happen to me? Well, is there any point in doing anything? Because I'm just going to go to hell. And that kind of a thing, which is a nice kind of counter to a lot of what Charlotte's doing, like, starting to do. Um, so I appreciate, like, that working in tandem with one another, if going through it in different ways. Um, I don't like the implication that, like, the standard Judeo-Christian approach to religion is correct now. Menadil doesn't, like, offer a correction on, yeah, no, you can't come back as a chameleon. I'm like, mm, this, this is... This is not a great look show for a show that kind of just doesn't acknowledge acknowledge Jesus. But um that's another theological issue that I have with the show anyway.
0: Hmm.
2: I say as the atheist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well they they haven't uh with Linda in the know, they yeah. come up they they come up with a few questions and like make it appear that these are all questions that are in ha- conversations that are happening off screen but we don't want to tell you. So yeah. So just fill in the blanks with whatever. They're very, they're very not, intentionally not specific on all of that. And yeah, it, they're trying to have their cake and eat it. And yeah. mm-hmm. it would be nice if they would either commit or, or be like, do like a good, pull a good place. Like, well, yeah. everybody got it about, you know, X percent. <laughs> Forsyth got it. Was right. it 84? Um, right.
2: And it's just, it makes sense. Don't overthink it, Noel. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it.
0: But, Don't think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But but um yeah those I thought there was a like you guys said uh uh like no like you were saying there's a quietness a stillness and the reflection to those scenes that I thought was necessary with everything else going on and with the tones of the rest of the parts of the episode um yeah so uh the, and
2: it's just especially weird because they were on a beach so you'd expect there just to be one set of footprints the entire time
0: Groan <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, no. I will have you know, Allison what? is covering her face. and Keenan oh, with says, delight. Boo.
1: <laughs> I'm covering my face with delight. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't. The perfection of that joke. I can't even. I feel like now I have to believe in God that joke is so perfect. Oh, thank you, <laughs> Noel. You're welcome. I needed that. I needed that. That was great. Okay, well. Keenan, you shouldn't boo perfection. <laughs> Keenan
2: didn't like it, so...
0: <laughs> well do you, so moving forward do you ship it or are they trying to trying too hard uh
1: why not both yeah um, i mean it can
2: definitely be both yeah. um
1: i think they're definitely trying too hard uh but i 100% yelled kiss at my television yeah
2: and that, <laughs> um kisses not not yelling that is an endorsement of like a ship i yell kiss at my television a lot all the time
1: yeah <laughs> but this was definitely I don't know. I I think there are sort of various categories of, yeah, I ship it, yeah. and sometimes it just has to do with, I really like seeing those two actors together, so if this means we get more Linda and Amenadiel, then I'm on board, as opposed to, wow, I really want those two characters to be in a relationship, I think sure. that this is more like... Yeah, put those two people in scenes together because I enjoy it very much, and uh, they're very attractive. And if they smush on each other's faces, then great. Um, Like that, I'm sort of in that camp. Uh, But I think I'm tentatively on board.
2: Yeah, scene
0: partnership—that's good. Keenan. Keenan says, "I scene partnership them." Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. Well, what about
1: what about y'all? What about you, Kate? Um, I suppose you know what's coming.
0: I don't. I mean, it just—it feels very forced. And it doesn't, and given how much care the show has generally put into their relationships, I feel like they're expecting us to have more of a connection to those two, like their friendship. And most of it was off screen. We saw like two scenes of them interacting as colleagues, but that they were supposedly like having lunch pretty regularly and developing a rapport that we just like never saw. And so then the betrayal was a big deal when she found out that that he was using her and and that scene that we got was pretty great but it didn't fill in the all that missing time so mm-hmm. i don't feel like we've gotten anywhere near enough time of them just being around each other and i don't yeah, get particular fair. chemistry from the two actors like romantic chemistry between, from the two actors so at least at, at, at this point like where we're at in the the run like i just don't really see it to the point where it's like oh are they trying to make me ship them is that what's happening here as opposed to like feeling like an or, you know like every time any of us watch supergirl where he's just like okay but now they kiss but they're not gonna because because it's supergirl but but now they would kiss <laughs> anyways um that's sort of where i'm at with it uh marcus says i do not romantic ship uh ship them Senior, senior partner slash friends works better in my opinion, um, or therapy because that might be ethically dubious because of Lucifer. Um, and what just happened? Um, Keenan says, Menadil seems like a sweet baby angel, literally." So I have trouble thinking about him in a romantic relationship while he's still so lost in the woods. I have him getting therapy from Linda. Yes, I also ag- agree with you very much, uh, Keenan. Yes. So yeah, that's sort of where I'm at. I'm a little like of of two minds about it. And also just I feel like there's a lot of other dynamics on the show that have more chemistry and and are more interesting. So when they're when a show when this show decides they're going to like invest in a dynamic usually it feels more organic and it feels more like, well, of course. I mean, have you seen these scenes? We have to have these two people together again. Like, Charlotte might not be a mom, but we are putting Helfer and Ellis together because they're great together. And mm-hmm. I'm just not getting that yet. So we'll see what happens. Um, Marcus says, Amenadiel and Dan. Yes. Obviously. Yes. Same thing. For sure. Like, I get way more of it. Like, I'm way more interested in that dynamic and that close friendship that, than I am Amenadiel and Linda right now, even though I like Linda better than most of the characters on the show.
2: Yeah. Just to be fair, though, I yell kiss at a minute deal dance scenes all the time. There
0: you go. Oh, so. Me too.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Our last little corner of the show, you already mentioned it, is Ella and Charlotte. And um, I, I really enjoyed that, <laughs> even though it was ridiculous, just because it's funny to watch Helfer get to play this kind of stuff. And uh, Ella, um, I mean, I feel like, haven't we all been like. We, like you're you in, in that moment where you're like trying to avoid someone who's like overeager who wants to be friends or something and you're just like I just don't have the just don't have the energy right now um or also you've been really weird and you like stomped all over my friend's heart uh um so like what is happening um i i I thought they played the awkwardness just right and also just I hear from more charlotte all the time cuz she's funny so i like that part Marcus says, I think Helfer is channeling more mom than the little we've seen of Charlotte here. And yeah, there's definitely a more of a mom energy here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's why I struggled with it a little bit. Um, because Helfer is obviously still really good, but it, but it doesn't feel like the character that we spent an hour with a couple of weeks ago. Um, it feels like someone else. Uh, And that it was sort of hard to kind of recalibrate right up until I guess the end, there was a little bit of, there was some added complexity at the end there. Um, I'm interested in that dynamic going forward, but it was, didn't super work for me in this episode.
2: Yeah. I think like the back, the weird sort of backslide has to do really with their writing of the character, their conceptualization, unless maybe with Helfer's performance, because (laughs) like, mom was still trying to cosplay as a human being. Now Charlotte's trying to cosplay as a good person. And mm-hmm. so it's, I think tonally, it's kind of easy to get that kind of like jumbled a little bit. Um, Even like both in a writing level, but I can even see how for kind of going. So play it sort of the same way and like finding some sense of like a core of Charlotte coming through through mom at the same time. Um is a possibility of being charitable to explain sort of some of that. Um I, for me, mostly I think that this is very it's funny, uh, but mostly I just go think back to Kevin Alejandro's really good physical comedy of forgetting how our door works <laughs> as the best bit in this whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, because it's very good. Like it's a very good bit of business of him, like trying to get out of the lab and not being able to because you pull open the door, you don't push it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's all I have for the episode. If anybody has any other topics they want us to to give our thoughts on, please drop them into the chat. Otherwise, final thoughts. And you know, any other any other takeaways from this one?
2: Uh we did not talk about Lucifer's nickname being the skillet. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's not great, but it's I, not great. Oscar Wilde
2: was straight. Yeah,
0: I like, you know, I, I enjoyed the naming convention things that they keep returning to. But no, he doesn't turn people queer. That's not a thing. Um, and Lucifer should be I'm, he should be more aware than that. But also he's very egotistical. So like, yeah, yeah. I, I did think that the the if you're going to do that. Which you shouldn't, but if you are, they call me the Skillet is a, is a, a funny nickname to go with.
2: Yeah. Buttoning it with the Oscar Wilde thing, again, like, kind of carries it through. But it's just, it's a little weird. And it's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah.
1: You know. Yeah. It's dated. Yeah. And as Keenan points out, like,
2: Wilde's life was devastatingly tragic,
0: so. Yeah. It was funnier before he got specific with Oscar Wilde, Keenan says. Yeah. Yep. And Allison, any other final thoughts?
1: (laughs) How do we follow Uh, that? on that bummer of a uh, (laughs) note, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um, There's no Lieutenant Bland. There's no Lieutenant Bland. And I like the idea. I will say this of the Oscar Wilde reference. I like the idea of therapy's done so now Linda and Lucifer are drinking and he's just like telling all about all of the famous literary figures that Mm -hmm. he's had sex with over the past centuries right like at some point she's going to ask about Hamlet right surely um like I want to know I want to know did he hang out with Emily Dickinson like I want to know all of the things that's what I want more of that more Lucifer hooking up with famous literary figures definitely hung he hung out with Lord Byron come on Oh definitely. For
0: real. Um Keenan has a question uh, about all his historical interactions. I thought he'd only been on Earth for five years. So and Marcus says, I think he uh, I guess he visits, and that's sort of what I take away from it. He would just like pop up or, you know, uh and then and do a walkabout, then go back down to hell, sort of mm-hmm. a thing. Um and then once like he's Keenan says, Well, like obviously he met meets people in the afterlife. Yeah, but um yeah. But you can Keenan says, but you can't punch up Hamlet from hell.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can, but we wouldn't read it.
0: We wouldn't read it, yeah. So, anyways. Um, well, that will round up our conversation about Lucifer Season 3, Episode 8. Chloe does Lucifer. Um, now, <laughs> uh, unfortunately... Episode
2: 9! Episode 9! Nine. <laughs>
0: 9 is the first of a two-parter. I remember the, this two-parter being good when I watched it the first time. But... Um, bland is back because okay. this ep- next episode title is the Cinnerman. man so cinnamon yes yeah, cinnamon cinnamon yes delicious you know freshly grated um so Cinnerman, and uh yeah so we'll have thoughts on it tomorrow
2: i look forward okay. to allison just
1: being so happy
0: but i <laughs> i do remember these being good this two-parter being good but you know it's been I'm just once. gonna
1: get my alcohol in advance hold on let me get ready there we
0: go. <laughs> thank you guys. Props.
1: You're missing <laughs> if you're not hanging out in the Zoom, you're missing the prop comedy, clearly <laughs> the highest form of wit. Obviously,
0: obviously. Um well, thank you to our listeners in the Zoom, which is Keenan, Marcus and Scotty today, and thank you everybody for listening. Uh we'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.